Hey, welcome to part one of a brand new series called Faith Walker. We are in a season where the world is unpredictable, our lives have changed, and we are walking by faith like never before. You know, this series is based on a verse in 2 Corinthians 5. It goes like this, for we walk by faith, not by sight. It's one of my favorite verses in scripture, and the we is referring to all of us who would say, I'm a follower of Jesus. And if you're watching and you're not yet, hey, keep joining us and learning what we're all about. Part of walking with God and following Jesus is walking by faith and not by sight. In other words, sometimes it looks a little bit like this. Here's a picture of some kids at a camp. They're going through an exercise where you have to put a blindfold on. And I don't know if you've ever done this, or sometimes my kids will ask me to close my eyes, and they'll lead me around the house by my hand, and inevitably, I always hit my shins on something. It's really scary when you can't see where you're going, and you have to fully trust your guide. This is the idea when scripture says we as followers of Jesus, we walk by faith, we trust our guide more than we trust our eyes. It's a common verse, but I don't think it's a very common practice to actually walk by faith. That is every time there's a step forward to take, or do I turn right or do I turn left to say, God, what do I do? You know, it's so interesting. We as humans have five senses. Sight is one of them. We can smell, we can hear. But you know, the sense that most of us make our choices and decisions on is the sense of feeling. In fact, sometimes I think of that verse, we walk by faith, not by sight. And I substitute the word feeling for sight. We, as followers of Jesus, were called to walk by faith in God not by our feelings. Now, I'll be really honest with you. You might think, well, John's a pastor. He's got it all figured out. Let me be honest. There are so many days when my feelings are so strong that it really, really is a choice to say I'm going to walk by faith. And guess what? There's days that I forget to make that choice and I make decisions based on feelings or other things that I see. And at the end of the day, or maybe weeks or months later, God will reveal, John, you weren't walking by faith in that moment. You were walking by your feelings. So how do we walk by faith instead of by sight? How does God want us to live in a world where things are not going right and it can be so deeply frustrating? Well, as always, the word of God answers this question in a powerful way. And we're going to find God's answer in the story of Noah. Uh, you might know a little bit of this guy's story, how he built an ark and he rescued the animals when a flood was sent onto planet Earth. But let's look at this story with fresh eyes, starting in Genesis 6, verse 5. The story actually starts with God's frustration at how evil humans had become. People were killing each other. People were cheating each other. God looked down and he saw war and he saw rape and he saw racism and he saw all these evil things. And just like those things frustrate you, they actually frustrate the heart of God. And it says that the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on planet earth. In fact, it got so wicked that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. 
In other words, according to God, humanity had gone on such a negative spiral into such darkness and hatred that everyone was constantly just selfish and lying and abusing others and hurting others. And the Lord regretted that he had ever even made human beings. And his heart was deeply troubled. Isn't that so interesting for you to know that so often the things that grieve you in the world, they also deeply trouble the heart of God. But look at this. In the middle of all this chaos, there was a person who sought God. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. You know, maybe you just need to hear today that as craziness happens in the world around you, God is watching you and you can find favor in the eyes of the Lord, even in the midst of everything that's going on in the world right now. Look at this. The next verse tells us that Noah was a righteous man. That is, he, it doesn't mean he was perfect, by the way, just like you're not perfect and I'm not, Noah wasn't perfect, but righteous means that he sought after God and he tried to be right with God. And at this time, that meant making animal sacrifices as a, a symbol of his faith. For us, our sacrifice was through Jesus' work on the cross. Noah was constantly, after he would mess up or sin, coming back to God and saying, God, I want to be right with you. That's what righteous means. He was blameless among the people of his time. In other words, because he did things God's way, it, his relationships with other people were in a good position, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah walked faithfully with God. And if you feel like, man, I'm the only person in the world or in my life who seems to care about God and what he says, well, Noah knows exactly how that felt. And look at this next verse. Now, the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and it was full of violence. And so God goes to Noah. In other words, Noah was constantly listening. God, uh, I want to hear what you have to say. And in Noah's case, God speaks directly to him. He says, I'm, I'm going to put an end to all people. For the earth is filled with violence because of what these people are doing. And God says, I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. Now, this might sound really violent. This was a destruction of evil, and this is God's judgment. So when you see evil in the world and you think, is God ever going to do anything about it? Yes, he absolutely will. But God always says this to the people who seek him. He says to Noah, this judgment is coming, so make yourself an ark. He says, I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life that's under heaven. Every creature that has breath is going to be destroyed. Everything on earth will perish. But Noah, I will establish my covenant with you. In other words, because you're seeking me and you want to be right with me, I'm going to make an agreement with you that you're going to enter this ark that you will build by faith. And this ark, it will rescue you when the, when the floodwaters come and they drown everyone else. You will be lifted up above the judgment because you expressed your faith in me by building this ark. And Noah, not only you, but your sons, your wife, and your daughter-in-laws, they'll all be rescued because of your faith. And then look at this, my favorite verse in the chapter, Noah did everything just as God had commanded him. I love that verse because God does speak to us when the world is going crazy. And the question is, will we do what God has said? 
So let's return to that initial question. When the world around us is going crazy, how in the world can we respond? How does God want us to live? And here's our answer. In a world gone crazy, determine to say, I'm going to walk faithfully with God. I can't control everything that's going to happen in the world. I can't control everything that's out there or what people might do, but I can control this. I can choose to say, I'm going to walk with God. I'll be a man or a woman who's defined by my relationship with God, by my faith in God. You know, when people around you seem to be losing their minds or going crazy or just doing selfish and dangerous things, walk with God. Choose to walk with God. It happens one step at a time. It happens one emotion at a time. And you say, God, I feel discouraged or God, I feel delighted or God, I just feel confused. You bring those emotions to him as to a close friend. One conflict at a time, one choice at a time, one day at a time, you can walk faithfully with God, even in a world that's gone crazy. You know, Noah knew what it feels like to be treated unjustly. Noah, he knew what it feels like to be grieved when you look out at the world, at the nonsense and the evil. And Noah was grieved because God was grieved. This text says that humanity's constant selfishness, it grieved the heart of God. But in the middle of that, God found a friend in Noah. Noah found a friend in God. Here's a... My, favorite idea in this passage. Noah walked faithfully with God. Noah walked faithfully with God. And you might be thinking, okay, John, I understand the idea, but what does that actually look like? And here's what it looks like. When you're surrounded by things that don't make sense, right? Think of Noah. Everything on the horizontal plane of planet earth, everything he could see was evil and injustice People mocking him for believing in God. People wronging each other. Nothing around him made sense. So instead of looking to find his identity or his comfort in anything around him, Noah, he looked up. And when everything around you doesn't make sense, look up. And just like that person in a blindfold being led along, you'll actually have better vision in your life if you're looking straight up to God than if you're looking all around you. Noah was walking with God even before God told him to build an ark. I spent a lot of time studying Genesis 6, and one of the things I learned is it took many decades for Noah to build this ark. It didn't just happen in a few days. And I thought about that. Could you imagine living on a planet where it has never rained? It hadn't rained before this. The water came up from the springs at that time. And God comes to you and says, I'm going to start to drop water down from the sky. So build this big boat. And maybe at the beginning you have enough faith and you start hammering some wood together. But what would you do after six years of hammering wood together? And still, no, no uh, water has fallen from the sky. Noah continues to walk with God, even as what God told him to do looks and feels impossible. It took decades for Noah to build that ark, and during that time, he was certainly mocked and jeered and made fun of by those neighbors. But he kept walking with God. He kept working by faith, believing that God's prediction of the future would someday come true. And so question, how do you do this today? 
How do you walk with God like that today? Well, verse 22 tells us you do everything that God commands you to do. What does God command you to do today? Well, the first thing is to place your faith in Jesus if you never have. That's how you step into the ark of God's salvation, which will lift you up above any future judgment. But just like Noah, one day at a time, as he hammered on that ark, he kept walking with God. As you make your way through this world, God wants to walk with you. And if you're not familiar with how to do that, let me tell you four specific ways that you can start walking with God today. The first is a a daily devotional that we send out. It's very short, but every day it gives you one promise from the word of God that you can live out today. And if you're not yet getting that, you can just text the word daily to this number on the screen. If you don't yet have a Bible that you love to read, then text us the word Bible to 317-350-1996. We will deliver one to your home. This is the same Bible that I preach from, and we can teach you all about how to use it. It's incredible to hear God speak to you directly from his written word. The third thing is to join a group. If you're not yet in a group, what a group is all about is being with other believers, And at this time where church doors are still closed, the church isn't closed because the church is the people. And it is God's will for you to be gathering with other believers. Why? Because when they speak, if they've been reading the word of God and they're walking with God, God will often speak to you through other believers. Did you know that you become like the people you hang out with? You become like the people you hang out with. If, if you're a golfer and you constantly hang out with other people who are consumed with golf, you're going to always be thinking about getting the next set of clubs or, or the next thing that you need for golf. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just an illustration that who you hang out with shapes you. What you do every day and week shapes you. If you go to the gym and work out really hard every day or multiple times a week, guess what? It'll start to shape the way your body looks. So that's why you got to be around friends who will shape you in a positive way. Be around other believers who are also trying to walk with God. Because then if you struggle, if you stumble, if you fall, or if it just gets too hard and you're like, I quit, guess what? They're going to be like, come on, we'll carry you you got to keep walking with God. We're all walking with God together. So if you're not yet in a group, text us the word group and we'll get you in a group today. You can also text the word email because in the middle of a message, I can't summarize the dozens of ways every week and every day that we are here to help you walk with God. So if you really want to walk with him today, if you want to be like Noah in a world gone crazy, take a step and text one of these words today. Well, I love it that Noah was constantly listening to God and obeying. It's really interesting because so many people want to predict the future. People invest for retirement and they want to know where's the stock market going. If they could know the future, they could make more money. It's so interesting. Noah didn't, he, he didn't predict the future by studying and knowing He knew what was going to happen by listening to God. In other words, it's not like Noah took a bunch of soil samples. He said, I'm so smart. I'm doing all this research. And ah, I think a flood is coming. No, he very simply listened to God and he obeyed God. 
And in the same way in your life and in my life, I could try and strive with all my common sense and I could wear myself out trying to understand, well, what's going to happen? What decision should I make? And you could do the same in your marriage, in your business. Maybe you're a student and you're trying to decide, you know, where do I go to college or what do I do next? You can wear yourself out trying to make the smartest decisions. And God says, if you'll walk with me, if you'll listen to me, I know the future and I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what to build. You don't have to figure it all out. You can relax. Just walk with me, God says. Well, let me give you three assurances for those of us who want to walk by faith in a world that's gone crazy. Three assurances. And the first one is this. In a world gone crazy, God's heart grieves injustice and violence and evil. There might be days and there might be seasons in life where you look at things that are happening in the world and you just think, how can all of this be? And you need to know, we learn here in Genesis 6, God's heart also grieves those things. And it's not popular to say, but the reality is that just like God judged the world with a flood during Noah's lifetime, God will judge the world again. Scripture speaks of a future judgment where everything on earth will actually be melted down in fire. But those who've placed their faith in Christ will be just like Noah. He walked with God and by faith he built an ark. God has built an ark for us. Just like the ark was made out of wood, God himself humbled himself to a human form in the person of Jesus, and he was nailed to a salvation device made out of wood called a cross. And all who place their faith in Christ, it is like stepping into an ark and saying, God, I know that there will be judgment, but I know that there is rescue for me through Jesus. Look at Romans 3. It says this, all have sinned, every human being. I mean, the Pope, Mother Teresa, your sweet grandma, every one of us, we've all sinned in some way, and that means we fall short of the glory of God. In other words, it's like, it's like we, uh, God has pure white carpet in his house, and we've got muddy shoes on, and God's kind of like, you, you can't come in here with your sin on you. But look at this. God loves you so much. He demonstrates his love for us in this, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. When Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world, he washed away our sins. And now everyone who places their faith in Jesus, if you've never done that before, you can do it right now. You just say, God, I believe in Jesus. I believe that you died on the cross for me. Will you forgive my sins? Believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Well, there's a second promise for us who walk by faith and that it's, it's that in a world gone crazy, God sees you. I don't know exactly who God needs to know this today, but there's someone watching this and God brought you into this moment so that you can know that God sees you today. Noah must have felt so often like God doesn't see me. Everyone around me hates me. Everyone around me is evil. I just, Noah must have felt so alone. He was the only righteous person. It was just him. And I know sometimes it feels like that in life, especially if you're trying to follow God. And God wants you to know today, he sees you. He saw Noah. 
And he knows where you're trying to do what's right. He knows that you chose to be part of church today. That's a choice you made. And that makes God smile. He loves it that you're reaching out to him right now. He's reaching out to you. I was thinking this last week about this reality that God sees us. And it made me think of my kids. Because when my kids have, you know, school activities... The parents, we all show up, and it's so funny if you're in the back of the classroom, all you see is just a bunch of parents holding their phones up. You know, back in the day, it was probably like camcorders and video cameras, but you just see all these parents, they're all holding their phones up, they're all recording their kids, and while there's a whole bunch of kids at the front of the class, every parent in there is really focused on one kid, theirs. So in this picture, you know, there's all these cute, wonderful kids, but there's one in particular that I'm focused on. My daughter, Zoe, right? Right. She's like the one that I see. Do you know that with more than 7 billion people in the world, God has the capacity to be just as narrowly focused on you every single day. Scripture says he knows the hairs on your head teaches us the principle that he knows all the cares in your heart. He knows your future. You can never outrun him. He actually is the one who knit you together in your mother's womb. He ordained all the steps of your life. And when you think you're making a decision, he already knows all the outcomes. And so walk with him. Say, God, I want to hear you. I want you to be pleased with what I'm doing in my life. God, I acknowledge I'm not smart enough to figure it all out. Will you help me to walk with you? When people around you frustrate you, remind yourself that you're not defined by the people around you and what they all think about you. That doesn't define who you are. You're a daughter of the king. You're a son of the king. Galatians 1 verse 10, if you struggle with pleasing people instead of pleasing God, then write down Galatians 1 verse 10. It's where Paul the apostle says, if I was still living to please people, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. Live for his approval, and just like Noah, you'll be found righteous no matter what's happening in a crazy world. Well, there's a third promise for you, and it's this. In a world gone crazy, God wants to speak to you. Do you know that? God's speaking to you right now because you're listening to his word, and every time you open up the word or you hear it preached accurately, you're actually hearing God speak to you. How do you listen to God? You listen to him by reading his word. You listen to him by filling your mind with his promises. That's why we sing worship songs, songs that are full of of scriptural lyrics and of God's promises. And we get those melodies in our minds and it fills our minds with his promises. We also hear from God by focusing on his solution to the problems in the world. Every day, if you look up, you'll see a thousand problems in the world. God has a solution for those problems. And ultimately, his solution is Christ's work on the cross. But how do people know about that? It's through us working together as the church. We shine a light in the darkness. We give food to the hungry. We give water to the thirsty. We are God's plan to connect people back to him. How else do you hear from God if he wants to speak to you? Well, I mentioned it earlier about being in a group. You've got to have some godly friends in your life. You know, earlier this week, I had a really difficult decision to make. 
It was a decision that was going to have really big implications. And, and I knew that, uh, that, that it was a huge decision. I just wasn't at peace about it. In fact, I normally sleep great at night, but it was one of those nights where I just tossed and I turned. And finally, around 5 a.m., I was like, well, that's it. I might as well just get up and start the work day because there's no hope in me getting any sleep. And, and I was so torn up about this decision. I didn't have peace. And, and I had looked at the word of God, but it was complicated. And I just didn't didn't know what to do. And so God reminded me to call one of my godly friends. I actually texted that buddy. I just said, man, I'm really torn up. I've got this decision. I don't know what to do. Can we talk? And I talked with that friend for about 40 minutes. And what did that friend do? Well, as another person, just like me, who could relate to everything I'm feeling, he said, John, here's some principles from the word of God. Here's what you should be thinking about. And he told me one specific thing to do. I went and did that thing. And I tell you, within a few hours, that decision was made and there was complete peace and everything came together about exactly what to do. Why? Not because I'm perfect. I mean, I was weak. I was stressed out. But I did make my humble little effort to say, God, I want to hear from you. And I can't figure it out from your words. So would you speak to me through a godly friend? It was a friend who I knew would give me counsel from the word of God. Do you have friends like that in your life? If not, get into one of our groups so that you can have some believers in your life. Let me give you two really specific questions that will help you assess how much you're walking with God right now. And the point of these isn't to shame you. It's to motivate you and to motivate me to say, God, this next week, these next six days, I really want to walk with you. So here's the first question. In the last week, which did I spend more time listening to in my ears? Uh, news and complaints about the world or the word of God and his work? Now, there's nothing wrong with the news. Most of you know I used to be a journalist. I love the news, and I love those who work in the news industry. There's nothing evil with it. But some news outlets can really just kind of be, there's just so much negativity. And sometimes, like right now in the world, there's not a ton of positive news out there on most news channels. Complaints. I mean, which would you say you've been listening to more in the last week? Maybe it's even just news through social media. Or here's a reverse way to ask the same question. In the last week, which one did you spend more time talking about with your own mouth? Complaints of, oh, I can't believe they're doing this, or that's so terrible. Again, there's nothing wrong with pointing out things that are unjust or wrong in the world, but if, if we're just consumed with that, it would be like Noah looking at all the people around him and just getting depressed, right? Noah could have just fallen into depression and been like, this world is beyond rescuing. But instead, Noah was listening to God. He was walking with God. And the way we do that is by reading the word of God. And you can listen to the word of God on audio. And you can be talking with other believers and saying, boy, what's God doing in the world? Where there are problems, what is God doing? And how can we be part of what God's doing? I mentioned earlier that I used to work as a journalist. And when I first left that industry... Uh, because I was so used to working in the news, I would consume probably a couple hours of news every day. I mean, I'd, I'd read the front page of all the major newspapers, and I'd, I'd watch the main stories on a lot of the major cable TV news channels. 
And, and I didn't realize it until a few months in, but after a while, it started to affect my mood. It was affecting my financial choices. It was affecting my entire outlook. And I learned to start monitoring, how is this affecting me? Nothing evil with the news. I still watch and read a lot of it, but I'm constantly monitoring, how is this affecting me? It's the same with social media, by the way. There was a time uh, with one of the social media platforms where I was borderline addicted to it. I'd, I'd waste so much time on it. And afterwards, I was always in a negative mood. And I realized, you know what? I just need to delete that. And I deleted it for a season. And now I use it occasionally. But I'm always monitoring, how is this affecting me? And if you want to walk with God, just be monitoring your intake and be intentional to say, how can I get more of the word of God into my ears? That's why I, I love listening to the Bible on audio or listening to sermons, or listening to worship music, talking with other believers, trying to fill your mind. What you fill your mind with will shape your emotions, your attitude, your outlook. So if you're living in constant frustration, the most practical advice I can give you today is to turn down the volume on either the social media or the cable news or whatever else and turn up the volume on the word of God. Get it on your phone so you can listen to it. Get worship music on. Get other believers who you're talking to. You know, to walk with God, it means to constantly bring him my feelings, my emotions, my thoughts, my choices, bring him your decisions, bring him your frustrations. I'll give you one more example of that as we wrap up. And it was this last week when I had that hard decision to make before that restless night of sleep, I went out and I took a walk under the stars. I don't know if you've ever walked under the stars in the summer. It's just a beautiful thing. I love being outside when it's warm and just having the stars above. And I probably spent an hour walking and it was in the middle of that walk that God didn't completely solve the problem the way I wanted, but he did give me this sense of peace that the things I couldn't figure out, he was up over above it. And he gave me this peace that I just had to keep listening to him and looking to him and he would take care of it. And it was that next morning that I had that conversation with a godly friend and it showed me exactly what to do. And here's where I want to encourage you. Just like Noah, you can walk faithfully with God in a world that's gone crazy. Doesn't mean you won't ever have sleepless nights or moments of frustration, but every sleepless night and every frustration is an opportunity to say, God, I want to listen to you. And just like you spoke to Noah, will you speak to me? Speak to me through your words. Speak to me through other godly people. Hey, God wants to walk with you this week, and I'm going to pray that for you right now. Father, we bring you our frustrations. Frustrations in our own lives, frustrations about ourselves, the people we live with, the people we work with, the people in charge of different things. Lord, so many frustrations, frustrations about evil and injustice. And Lord, if we think our world is crazy, we know that Noah's world was, was even crazier. He said that every single person was doing evil all the time. And Lord, in the midst of that craziness, you saw Noah and Noah chose to walk with you. And so, Lord, today it is our prayer to be like Noah. 
We place our faith in the ark of Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. And just like Noah, Lord, we wanna walk with you in this world. We wanna hear from you and do everything that you command us to do. So God, may this next week be defined by us reading your word, listening to your word, seeing where you're at work in the world. And may that define our conversation and our intake into our minds. May it shape our emotions and our outlook and our affections. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.